This is CliffCentral.com. Okay, so what it comes down to again, this is the um, the male ego, right? Yeah. So this is about how men who, who they don't want to be the small spoon because it makes them feel inferior. Exactly, like they're being dominated. I reckon Rich Mulholland knows all about uh, being small. I reckon and big Rich spoon. has been a small spoon. I think he's been both kinds of spoon. Yeah. Hey, Rich, how are you, man? I am one hundred percent the small spoon. Really, hundred percent. You must cuddle me and keep me warm. I'm totally down. It's like the one guy is working. It's not actually about being sensitive. It's about being selfish. The the big spoon is doing all the work. It's like it's like the small spoon gets a free blanket. Jazz must be the spoon. Ah, see, and with that narcissism comes back into play here. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we were talking a little bit about these personality characteristics and narcissism and all the rest of it. I mean, can you recognize your own narcissism sometimes? Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, I really, really enjoy it. I've been opening about five or six web pages on the on the topic while I've been listening to you guys this morning. I mean, it's been a phenomenal show. But um, it is tricky. And I do like the idea that uh, instead of it being that you are this or you are that. It's mm. understanding the degrees to which you are something. Right. And, and so I think like for sure, man, I can pick up exactly what you were saying. I can see in a meeting the point where I'm pontificating too much and I'm turning people off. Mm-hmm. I can, I think though the ability to be aware of that uh, shows that you have it in possibly the right percentage because everybody can get carried away with thoughts and, and things and I can get excited about something. Right. But when I see I'm losing people, I'm aware and one of the things that I try and instill in my son is the the social awareness of saying, hey, kiddo, you know, you, you, can you see you've been talking about that video game for so long, but there's a point where everyone has dialed out. You need to be aware of that. And it's something that he's been working on. And I think it's actually something you get as you get a bit older. Because kids don't care about what other kids are doing or thinking or saying. They don't even listen to each other, really. You know, listening is something that you have to learn to do. It's something that you get to do when you're older. Kids don't listen. They don't even listen to their parents most of the time, right? Right. And then as you get older, you start learning a new kind of listening, which is listening to learn rather than listening to reply, which, right. you know, it really, really is a massive challenge. So uh, when, when you're in a meeting, for example, and you can feel that you're losing people, or when you're in a discussion and, and it's social and you, and you feel like you're not really making an impact, you're not really being, you know, being useful, being valuable in this discussion. How do you stop yourself? Well, I throw it back as a question. So always. So let's say I'm talking about, a, uh, let's say it's presentation theory because that's the kind of stuff I'll be talking about and I'll be going through these things and I'll be trying to take them through a situation and I can see that maybe they're dialing out. I'll then turn around and say, okay, so tell me quickly, when is the last time you were presenting and at what point did you feel? Was there a point that you felt you were losing the audience at all? And then they'll go back to that. And then as soon as they re-engage there and they have to get thoughtful, then what happens is I've now created an empathy for the topic that I was discussing because I've made it real for them. So instead of me trying to talk about something, because you only lose people when, they're, when their give-a-shit tank is empty, right? right. So every, everybody has a give-a-shit tank. And, and generally when you start engaging with people on any topic, that tank is empty. And at some point at the beginning, you have to make them care. So you start filling up their give a shit tank. Now you may, you may have bought like, you know, so their gas tank is a bit full. Mm-hmm. You may have bought two minutes of attention, but then you're talking for three minutes. This is a problem and this is when they dial out. So what you have to do is you have to repump some fuel. So then by getting them to empathize, empathize with the situation by maybe making it about them again, then you filled up the tank. So now you're saying, okay, so you remember that feeling. 
Let me explain to you exactly what that feeling was or, or how we can get around that because that's what we're talking about now. And then I've bought another minute or two of attention. Hmm. How often do you um, pick up on the clues, though, that, that – I mean, is it a body language thing? Is it a, a, is, is it a, a particular – feeling that you have because sometimes you get it but sometimes you actually pick it up from other people in terms of plain observation is it something that you see is it something you hear you 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 feel it's difficult to to quantify i mean how do you get that uh, that impression because you're really good at this i've seen you uh speak a number of times and you you do and, and we're talking about a, a huge group of people not just one one or two people you're talking often you know presenting something to a, an audience of up to a thousand maybe even more people how do you know so, so big audiences are much easier than small audiences. That's that's one of the universal truths, uh, because a big audience, you're you're only ever speaking to a bank of people, and if you imagine every, let's say you're speaking to a couple of thousand people, every hundred people is a person, and for, you know in that group of a hundred, if ten dial out, that's okay, that that's good numbers, right? You still got ninety percent of that person's attention, that unit's attention. So big groups are very forgiving. But now you take that down to a meeting with just, you know, five or six people. And all of a sudden, if one person picks up their phone or one person starts doodling or dialing out, you know, you, you get a very real sense of what's going on and you have to change. But the other thing that starts happening, uh, is, and okay, so I'm going to say that this is something I picked on as, picked up on as I got older. I certainly don't want to be condescending to say that, you know, it's only something that older people will have, but I actually just started realizing that I'm talking too long. And they don't even have to dial out uh, because you kind of know that I know that I can look at somebody and nod my head properly and stare at them for ages and give them all the right cues but still be in submarine mode. And uh, I now realize that other people have that too. So I try to do my best to think, well, shit, how long have I been speaking now? Uh, I think it's somebody else's turn and throw it back to them. Do you um, have a, an attention span? Do you know exactly what your attention span is? Mine personally? Mm-hmm. It's entirely relative to how full my tank is because it can be topics. Like, I mean, I, I have been listening to the show this morning for the last uh, 25 minutes, and I was so riveted by the topic that when I went to the loo, I took my phone and I, I put on the, the app so that I wouldn't miss part of the conversation. So you guys took your head all the way in the Oval that's, Office with that's me. That's great. We, we took a shit with you this morning. That's lovely. You did indeed. It was fun. It was a goodie. That's lovely. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Great. You've but, got healthy bowels. Everything okay? Well, I did. Yeah, it was really good. I actually didn't even contemplate while I was there. I was thinking, I wonder if like, these guys, they're having this amazing conversation. I wonder if they ever start to think about how many people are pushing out a turd while listening. Plenty. I it's think a, about it's it all the same the time. thing as social media. Like the vast majority of replies I make to people uh, on, you know, on social media, if it's any type of length of reply, I'm on the toilet. Yeah, or you you you're wearing stuff that like you again. You're now communicating with people in a in a time. We're going on a tangent here, but this is worth reflecting on. You know, before you'd present yourself decently, like you would be dressed nicely, you'd appear in front of that person, you'd talk to them face to face. Right. This is not so long ago, and now we're doing. You know, you're lying there in your in your underpants, and in a dirty old vest or something. You 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 you've got yourself propped up in three pillows. The freaky shit like Jasmine is uh, sending you guys photographs of me or something. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, that's what we've got. We know exactly what you're looking like. And and it's fine. You can have a conversation with someone. You know, on the radio, they used to dress up the 
the radio presenter would dress up in a suit and tie for the news. I mean, <laughs> can you imagine Mabale yeah. presenting the news in a in a formal outfit every day? I mean, I mean, I, I can imagine that. I think mm. it'd be lovely. I think you guys should make more of an effort. Thanks very much, and you can too. What are what are you doing at the moment? You're lying in bed. Uh, no, I'm sitting beside the fireplace. Um, I've got my gym clothes on, and I'm I'm ready to train when this is done. All right, nice to nice to talk to you this well, morning. Is there anything you want to add? Just, in? Yes, just one small little thought, I guess, on the other conversation around the neural link, mm. and that was that something I think we're not considering. So very, very quickly, if you imagine these neural links, the idea is to try and make communication happen at a better resolution. So even things like language won't strictly be necessary. You won't have to learn French because if I have a neural link and you have a neural link, I'll just be able to, to, you know, deliver a feeling and you'll know exactly what I'm looking for. And I think that's quite exciting. And the kind of conversation they use about chips and brains is the idea that we're able to communicate in higher resolution. So right now, the resolution in which we can communicate is very low. If I watched the horror movie yesterday and I wanted to tell you about it, uh, I would be able to say words like scary or this or that, you know, but that's not that's not really helpful for you. But if I could give you the feeling I had, that would be quite amazing. Oh, wow. Now, I love but this. Now, this this would sort out so many communication problems between partners in a relationship. Can you imagine? Right, because you would have intent would be mixed into everything. Right. So you wouldn't, the words would be less important than the emotion and the feeling that I'm delivering. Mm-hmm. So you would understand that I wasn't, you know, that I was delivering something with complete empathy rather than judgment. But here's just the one flip side. I guess this is the, 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 um, if I were ever write a science fiction book, this will be the book that I write. In order to do that, we're having to link our brain quite intrinsically with the chip. And then I got thinking, you know how human beings love virtual reality? Yes. Where we'll put on these VR helmets and we'll walk around in these virtual worlds. Yes. Well, I want you to fast forward to to about the time where the technology we have is capable. At the time that the technology we have is good enough to do a successful neural link, Mm -hmm. I want you to imagine how successful or how far up the singularity curve will be. And I think you'll find that we'll reach a point where where it means that the kind of machine intelligence has surpassed us to some degree as well. And I'm thinking, though, if we create this link, we're still acting under the assumption that we'll be the bosses. And what happens if the machines decide, nah, this is this is rad. Let's us take a instead of a virtual reality. Let's do the opposite. So imagine your fridge is like, hey, I want to feel what it, what it feels like to walk around as Gareth. So it just takes over your brain. And then we actually just become walking meat parties for computers. <laughs> or you become the fridge. <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah, so the, the fridge. fridge. Jump, yeah, and you're stuck there being the fridge, opening the door like, oh, that's some bullshit. <laughs> but your fridge is walking around having a party. Hey, toaster, high five. <laughs> because if we're giving that kind of link, why can't they overtake us and feel what instead of so their virtual reality is actual reality for virtual intelligence? I get you. Anyway, I, it's I a just hard, want to put that out there. That it's could a hard be a thing. thing to wrap your head around, but that's why I, I completely understand why Ben and Mabali and Sia don't want to rush to have some neural link put into their brain. I think it's going to be exciting. I think it's the it's the next step of where humanity's headed, and I think if you're not if you're not one of the first to do it, you're going to miss out. Um. So. I'm not sure that's true, though. I think I'm with Mbali on you first, because I think that, you know, I wasn't the first to own certain technology, but I can still own it later. And I'm kind of okay to let somebody else test it. You know, I feel it's like we've learned not to buy the very, very first operating generation of a phone with the brand new operating system. 
Okay. Because there's always those bugs to iron out. That's like you're a three-minute scream. So, All right. I, I, cool. Yeah, I don't know so much. Listen, I, I, if you could get that limitless pill, you'd take it. Yeah, for sure. See. Goddamn, <laughs> hypo- you're a hypocrite. All right, thank <laughs> you, Rich. Am. Okay, cool, guys. Have a great week. Rich Mulholland, everybody. The reality check this morning. This is cliffcentral.com.